welcome back to frown town i am javen jones i think you all know me and this is frown town you may realize if you listen to the show wow i gotta quit doing that you may recognize if you listen to the show um that there is a voice missing currently v is still uh getting a mic now last show i realized i made this thing this mistake uh wow Last show, I realized I made this mistake where I said V was not injured. Uh, he is injured. He actually does have uh, an injury. However, um, he is recovering from it nicely. He will be back on the next show. For real, for real. I know I said last show he'd be back this show, but shipping is weird right now. And he should be back next show. Let's say should. That way, if he's not back next show, no one's like, yo, I thought you said V would be back next show, bro. Uh, and then I don't have to like fight someone in an alley. How How is your world doing, by the way? Is it good? Because I don't know about you, but I'm in Seattle and it is fucking on fire right now. Um, Seattle's had uh, a heat wave of 90 degrees, the longest such heat wave since the 1800s. I don't know the specific date because it's too hot to remember shit like that. Also, I think I keep hitting my head on the mic. My bad. Um, but no, it's it's just it's just fucking hot. It is just very, very hot in Seattle. Um, none of us have air conditioners. Well, that's not true. My neighbor has air conditioning. I know because I can hear it running all night and it's just fucking maddening. And I, I swear, okay, so air conditioning returns, uh, if you know how air conditioning works, the, the basic principle is that the cold, cold, cold air is being blown in and then hot air is being expelled. Um, and then like heat pumps are just air conditioners turned backwards, right? So if you turn a heat pump on, you're uh, blowing in hot air and expelling cold air, right? So here's my question. If my neighbor is expelling hot air into a common area where the rest of us are, because we're all in like condos, Aren't they making it hotter in the area where I am right now? Like if my windows are opening and I'm trying to catch a breeze and that breeze is like fucking warm, is that because of them? I really have that question and I want so badly for someone to tell me that that's not how physics works because I'm angry about it. And I think a lot of the anger is more because I'm also very hot. It's very hot. It is 100% warmer than you want it to be right now. And I think that's why I'm upset. I'm, I'm angry because I feel like somehow my neighbors are conspiring to be cool inside their apartment while i guess condo or inside their home my neighbors are con conspiring to be cool inside their home while being shitty and making it warm outside my home and i don't like it and i shouldn't like it no one should <laughs> okay a couple things uh, i have had a lot of performances in the last few weeks um i've also as you've known if you've been listening, been doing a lot of podcasts, thank you for listening to that. It's wild that you guys listen to me do a podcast by myself. <clears throat> it's also wild because I realize how much I mumble and I apologize for that. I'm trying so hard not to do it, but it's just difficult. Uh, part of the reason I am having such a hard time not mumbling is because, uh, fun fact, I am slowly starting to lose my voice. Um, I said last episode that I was going to blame it on like the blunts, but I mean, if I'm being honest... I have to blame it, uh, just the amount that I have been talking lately. I've done a lot of shows. I have a lot of shows coming up. Um, I'm going to be actually guesting on a podcast uh, on the 7th. So I'm going to be doing a lot of talking. And here's the thing. My voice is already a little bit on the shredded side. So what I am going to try to do is uh, I'm going to talk about today's topic. I'm going to keep this to a tight 30. Because quite frankly, uh, a full hour of just me talking, even with the break in between, is a lot. And I know I was in your black Jay. But Jay, I can't even really do a voice. Hold on a minute. I know you're like, but Jay, but Jay, 
you didn't even do like a full hour. There you go. Just for you. A voice. Yes, you're correct. I, I was doing like a 45 to 50 minutes. But that was again because my voice is shredded and I was still I was still trying to go to the line for you. I was I still I'm still here, by the way. Uh, I, I could have just been like, yo, five minutes of me being like, yo, my voice is fucked up. We're not doing it. I could have done that. But here I am. I did research. I sat down because Jay is here for you. Jay is just limited in what he can do. All right. I'm like I'm like your dad. After he leaves your mom, like, yo, custody says I can't be here for you all the time. But when I am here for you, whoop, 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 it's going to be a good time. That's that's what's happening right now. Uh, I'm making you salmon croquettes and rice or whatever your dad's specialty dish was because, you know, your dad had a specialty dish. I'm willing to bet for like, and this is sad when I think about it, but for like 90 percent of you, your dad's specialty dish was just spaghetti, which is like the easiest thing possible to make. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. But she knows how easy it is to make spaghetti and she's ashamed of your fathers. She's completely ashamed of your fathers. I'm ashamed of your fathers for thinking that they could give that to you and be like, yo, here's a special dish. Hope your night is good. Spaghetti is the easiest thing to make. And if they did it with meatballs and you're trying to be proud of that, meatballs are also very easy to make. If you've ever made a hamburger, congratulations, you can make a meatball. It's the exact same thing. It is not. I, your dad wasn't packing spices and breadcrumbs into meat. Your dad was just rolling up some beef, frying it in a pan. And then throwing it in some goddamn SpaghettiOs and being like, here you go, kids. Who loves you? Me. I sort of love you. I don't know. I, I'm joking. I don't know why I'm taking such a hard hit at spaghetti. It, it can be difficult. And if you're like, yo, spaghetti is such a delicious dish that I enjoy because my father only knew how to make it. Congrats. I'm, I'm glad that Olive Garden uh, fed you like family. I'm, I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Because at this point, I'm just taking shots at spaghetti and, and giggling about and also Olive Garden for some reason, which, by the way, I don't know if you have been to Olive Garden, but if you do go at any point, um, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you do go at any point, don't get the spaghetti. It's like the worst thing they serve. The literal worst. I mean, like everything they serve is like not great, but if you're going to get something, don't get the spaghetti. That's that's what I'm here to say. All right. So uh, this week, something kind of interesting happened because there was a bill that uh, previously passed, but then uh, was sent back for administrative purposes, uh, excuse me, administrative issues for another vert vote. Now, this bill passed 84 to 14 in the Senate. It's passed in the House. And this happened in June. And this is supposed to be like a quote unquote bipartisan slam dunk bill. The bill, by the way, I'm talking about is the PACT Act, which, by the way, is uh, actually the Honor Hour Pact excuse me, act, not to be confused, confused with the actual pact act. So the, uh, the, the act is the honoring our pact act. And it actually is meant to extend healthcare benefits for veterans who are exposed to toxic chemicals uh, at home and abroad. And something that gets talked about a lot with this are veterans who get, cause when you think about toxic chemicals, you think, Oh, okay. So they were over there fighting. And then the enemy was like, Hey guys, here, have some mustard gas, blah, and, and you think that's what's happening. It's like, oh, we definitely want to support them. Um, and that that 100% could be something that happened. Uh, a lot of times, if you think about like in Iraq, I remember the very vivid images of like burning oil fields. I think it's something that got like recreated in Three Kings, which is why I remember it even more. So, I mean, that that's a toxic fume. But that's not that's not where a lot of the exposure comes from, actually, from four military men who are servicing service members, excuse me, because they're military women as well. My apologies. But for service members overseas, a lot of their exposure comes from burn pits. What's that? What's a burn pit, you ask? Thank you for being inquisitive. A burn pit is an area that's devoted to the open air combustion of trash. Uh, it's a common waste disposal practice, or at least it was, at military sites outside the United States, such as Iraq and Afghanistan, which is funny that we have to say that because, like, what mil I guess there are military sites within the United States, but, you know, active, legitimate 
I don't want to say war zones, but just military sites. So as it turns out, if you put a pit full of trash that comes from like MREs and just the, you know, everyday, because uh, a lot of military stuff comes in like waterproof, prepared, like I need to eat this and then dispose of it. And then they don't leave any of their stuff behind. So they burn it and they burn everything, literally everything. So it could be sewage. It can be chemicals, paint. Medical and human waste, uh, metal and aluminum cans, munitions, unexploded ordnance, petroleum and lubricant products, plastics and styrofoam, rubber, wood, discarded food. They would just burn everything. And then uh, they would burn their waste in pits uh, that created hazards compared to controlled high temperature burning like a commercial incinerator. So these toxins uh, would affect the skin, the eyes, respiratory, cardiovascular systems, gastrointestinal tracts, and the internal organs. And it's like a temporary irritation. You cough, your eyes kind of like, you know, get irritated. Uh, your throat's irritated. Uh, it's like, you know, when anytime you inhale smoke. What they found is that there are many long-term health problems that have resulted from people who were exposed to burn pits. And service members were exposed to burn pits just because they were stationed overseas and deployed in various locations. So if you're like me and you heard this, <clears throat> the first thing that you thought of... Uh, was okay so these are veterans who have come back typically when there is injury or harm done due to service the the department of veteran affairs or the va works to make sure that veterans have access to the medical services that they need to address that harm so <clears throat> an example of that is if you have a veteran who has ptsd the va in theory don't know if they actually do this but in theory would work to ensure that that, uh, that veteran has access uh, to a, a therapist or someone to help them to cope with uh, coming back into everyday life. Um, same thing for, uh, you know, soldiers who are injured physically. Um, you know, in this case, this is a physical injury that can show up in long-term health disabilities or long-term health impacts. And the thing that I think that's wildest about this to me is, I, like I said, the the way we think of service members is like, you know, especially in this context, when I, when I first heard this, I really did think like, oh, okay. So they're exposed to like, I don't know why I thought mustard gas was still a thing. I think it's because like, I, I think you can like mix ammonia and Clorox together and just have like chlorine, which is like still pretty hazardous. And I always think that would be like, if I'm an insurgent terrorist and I'm like, I'm going to fight back against them. I shouldn't say this shit on wax. I just realized, but no, if, I always think of that as being like the thing that I'm like, ah, throw that at, at the military. I, if I don't know, I don't, I'm, I'm almost like a hundred percent certain that would not work. Like almost hundred percent certain. But anyway, so that's what I think of initially, but to realize that it's actually just veterans who may not even have been stationed in what we would think of as quote unquote active duty where they're actually fighting could have just been hanging out on base, you know, like kicking back, playing basketball, staying in shape, you know, like, you know, doing general military shit. And as it happens, all the waste was getting burned and they got exposed to it. And so now, even though they weren't again in a what again what we think of as being like active deployment where they're they're getting shot at and and under fire they still served and now because of our lack of understanding or not even our lack of understanding maybe even our lack of care would be a better way to say it now because of our lack of care they have long-term health uh disabilities that that they need help with and even if they were not in the line of fire, if you will. They were still actively serving to keep us here. I don't want to use the word safe because I feel like that's 
a bit of a misnomer, but they were actively serving the interests of America here or overseas. And I think that shouldn't be lost, that they, they volunteered themselves to go fight for this country. And it is sad to me that at the time that they needed their country, or, well, it's sad to me at the time that their country needed them, they answered the call and went and volunteered, which by the way, our country is, our military is all completely run by volunteers. People, well, they get paid obviously, but people who, who opted in, who said, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go fight in the military. They, they opted in. We can make arguments about whether or not they have quote unquote choices based upon their economic situations, but for what it's worth, uh, they opted in, right? I think it's like uh, trying to ask if someone, uh, like if you play like a, like, like if someone does a, a card trick, right? There's a thing called a card force where through a specific manipulation, you can get people to draw specific cards, right? It's little subtle subconscious things that you do to get people to draw certain cards. Are there card forces in place when it comes to the military? 100% yes. Yes, there are card forces all over the place. But ultimately, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, want to see a card trick? You can also say no and then never pull a card. A lot of us do that. A lot of us never pull a card. Some people do pull cards and they pull a card and they end up in the military. I, I th- That made sense when I first started. Now I'm not kind of, I'm not, not so sure. But anyway, the, the point is, uh, so, oof. Not sure what that was supposed to be about. Stick with me. Long story short, uh, I think the thing that we can take away from this is that uh, when the military needed people to go fight for them, they signed up voluntarily to go do that. They took on uh, the challenge of serving America. And now when they need America to stand up for them and fight for them, we overwhelmingly do not. And what you should know about how the VA handles these cases now is that currently uh, you have to prove that your long-term health problem or disability, excuse me, was caused by exposure to the burn pits. So you you have the burden of proof, which means, so for instance, if, if I get lung cancer, I have to go out of my way to prove that the exposure to the burn pit is how I got lung cancer. And what we should know about this, and this is the most important thing, is that the reason this entire act or legislation exists is because there was a veteran who had a very uh, rare form of lung cancer and died from it and died because they could not get the help that they needed um, due to basically because our access to medical care in this country is ridiculous. Um, but you would think if you went and fought for this country, this country would at least clear that hurdle for you and fight for you to be able to get health care. So, because the burden of proof is was so high and so difficult, uh, this veteran died. And I think it's it's easy to say, like, of course, the government should pay for this. I think it's it's really easy to say that. I think the problem is that oftentimes when it comes to medical care especially, but when it comes to the way benefits in this country are, I don't want to call it a benefit because I, I think even that framing is, is part of the issue. I think when we talk about money in this country, especially the way that like, uh, let's say taxpayer funds, I think that may be the easiest way for us to talk about it. When we talk about the way taxpayer funds in this country are distributed, there is always this weird, like, if we say money is going to be used for this, we have to like really penny pinch and really make sure that every single dime goes to this. And at its core, I am 100% uh, 
understanding of that mindset. I think what happens is that works like that doesn't work in real life. So like, let's say uh, someone had a sign and the sign said, oh, I'm hungry, need help, hungry, need money. And you gave them $20. $20 is more than enough money for them to buy food for right then. And actually probably, I'm saying more than enough. It depends on what they get. They could legit run through that 20, have a great meal. But, you know, they can get food with $20 and have a little bit more saved up, right? So that that, that would be a thing they could do. They could also uh, use that 20 to, I don't know, get a, get like a cheap mattress, uh, get alcohol, uh, buy drugs, anything. It, I think the, the thing that irritates me is that when we give people money or people that, that need money, money, right? No, when we give people in need, the thing that's irritating to me is that when we give to people in need, we do this thing where it's like, well, you have to, we have to tell you what you use it on. And I dislike that because that resonates out into a bureaucrat, a bureaucracy where it is like, if you were exposed to a toxin, I shouldn't have to fucking prove to you that my, my lung cancer or whatever, uh, long-term health disability I have that's respiratory is because of it because the burden of proof is insanely high for me and and i have to spend money doing that money that i may not have because i don't know if you're aware of this but being in the army or being a soldier doesn't pay as much as they tell you it pays it doesn't pay fantastically i mean it, it pays but it doesn't pay right so like all i'm trying to say here is that it's fucked up that this is where we are as a starting point i don't think we should ever have to be at a point where it's like all right well you're sick. Prove to me that it's our fault. Uh, I think if you are a veteran and you say, I'm sick, dope, we got you. Because it wasn't like when veterans signed up, they were like, oh, America's in trouble. Okay, well, prove to me that it's not your fault. Like they never did that shit. And I don't know why we're doing that to them. Essentially, all we're doing is looking people who went to go fight for the concept of America, however they did it or however you think of it. They went to go serve for the concept of America. They put their lives at risk for the concept of America. And they got sick for the concept of America. And it, and in many cases, it's not even because they, they were fighting and they had to inhale, you know, the toxic fumes from, from, from their enemies' bullets being fired at them, but just packing up camp and burning everything off because for some reason, we never stopped to think like, yo, is it a good idea for us to be sitting around breathing in all these fumes? We never stopped to think about that. It was just like, oh, you'll just, you know, you cough a little bit, your eyes get a little red, but you'll be fine. And that attitude uh, has endangered the health of every veteran who served overseas and was deployed overseas, which I get the fact that that is a lot, but we sent them there. So like, if it's too many people who were endangered and got sick, then how do we justify sending them? If we can't take care of them now, it's like, well, there's no way we can take care of all of these people, all these veterans. Well, then how could we justify sending them? Like, how do we have so much money to continue to wage war, but no money to actually take care of the soldiers who fought that war for you in the past? It doesn't make sense to me. And I think it's it's telling that we as a society don't value veterans enough to even try to make sure that they have health care. Like, this is something that and there's a lot of other stuff around this that I think we can walk into, but it's it's just it's very telling to me that when the, the that this should have been and and I guess okay so we got to walk into that stuff around it and I think now we have a really good understanding of what a burn pit is and 
the scenario that veterans are currently facing, especially ones who are exposed to it. Let's talk about why this bill had, well, it passed, went back, and then did not pass. Of course, at the core of everything not passing is uh, a Republican senator. In this case, 25 Republican senators flipped. So it was 84 to 14, 25 flipped, of course, uh, currently in the Senate. If you do not have 60 votes, it will not pass. The vote in the Senate was 55 to 42, three abstained, uh, and Republicans claim that they flipped is how, is based upon how the funds would be allocated and managed. So uh, taking the lead in this was uh, Senator Pat Toomey. He is a Republican in Pennsylvania. Uh, he led opposition to the bill and he wanted amendments to focus uh, the budgetary spending, spending in the bill, right? So right now, I hate repeating Republican talking points because this is false, uh, but here's how we'll do it. They don't point to any section of the bill that does this. They just say, this is the thing the bill does. When asked to point to where in the bill this does this, they never do. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. They also gave some amendments to the bill that uh, I will walk into according to the Veteran of Affairs Secretary. So the Department of Veteran Affairs Secretary saw those amendments and had uh, from their level of expertise was able to give their assessment. And I think we can walk into that. But for now, here is the talking point that Republicans are using. So with all of that context, here's what we'll say. There's a mechanism created in this bill, according to Pat Toomey, that it's a budgetary gimmick has the intent of making it possible to have a huge explosion on unrelated spending, $400 billion. All right, so you hear that number, you're like, ah, all right, everyone calm down. First of all, um, yes, $400 billion is a lot. We spend in the trillions as a nation. So $400 billion, while it is a lot in comparison to a trillion, that is not as much as $400 billion is to us. $400 billion to each and every one of us is more money than we'll ever see in our lives. For the government, that's, some, that's yearly, they see that. It's more than that. So- Calm down on 400 billion. It sounds like a lot. It's not, but it's meant to make you go blah. Let's look at the wording of what Pat Toomey is saying. There's a budgetary gimmick. So in the bill that they all voted for, everyone, 84 to 14, there's a budgetary gimmick. So there was a budgetary gimmick. They slid this language in, even though 84 to 14, they all voted for it. And you don't alter bills after they're voted for. It's not how that plays out. And they said it has the intent of making it possible. So maybe there could be a huge explosion in unrelated spending. Maybe this happens. Won't say where that spending goes. Won't say what it has to do with, is it military spending? Is it like having trillions of dollars in a discretionary fund just given to the military? Is that the type of spending that we're talking about here? So what they want to do is have the funding of the bill handled through an annual appropriations process rather than a mandatory spending structure. So right now it just says no matter what, the money goes to the veterans, which again, Remember when the veterans were like, yo, they were like, yo, we need people to go fight for us. And people were like, yo, we'll go do it. But hold up. I only, I'm only going to do it uh, like, you know, I'll only be deployed 40 hours a week. So you got to send me back home on the weekends. They didn't do that. I'm pretty sure they didn't do that. Or I'm pretty sure they were like, yo, you could deploy me. But like, you know, I get to pick where I go. 100% certain that that is not a thing that happens at all ever in the United States military. Here, however, what pat toomey wants to do is to say fine we are going to give them x amount of money every year and then they have to figure out how to take care of the veterans 
specifically that way. Now, with that in mind, uh, when Dennis McDonough, who is the Veteran Affairs Secretary, uh, saw this proposal, uh, the amendments that the Republicans want to add, this is what he had to say. He said that this would result in them having to ration care for veterans. So on Jake Tapper, uh, State of the Union, I think we're all familiar with that as a show. He said that a proposed amendment from Pennsylvania Republican State Senator Pat Toomey would put a year-on-year cap on what the VA can spend to care for veterans suffering from exposure to burn pits and then sunsets the fund after 10 years. And he tells Tapper, uh, I can't in good conscience do that because the outcome of that will be the rationing of care for veterans, which is something I just can't sign on. So in this case, I'm going to read a little bit more. So McDonald goes on to say, I guess what I'd say is this. These folks have waited long enough. Let's just get it done. And also let's not be for proposal that places artificial caps on year by year. And then functionality at the end of those 10 years makes this fund go away. Let's not sign up to that because at the end of the day, the risk of that is going to be rationing of care to veterans. So the idea here is that if we do this year by year cap, if for instance, we are past our specific budget, then if it's October and we've blown our budget uh, trying to help all of these veterans that we found out have been exposed uh, to burn pits and to specifically uh, have been exposed to toxic exposure and toxic chemicals, then we can't help them until it's like, well, we have to push you off until next year. And essentially every year, the amount of people that we end up pushing off till next year, which is keep going and going and assuming this is, of course, Congress would be like, well, then we would step in and we like, you know, open up the purse strings. But look at Congress. No, like, Really look at Congress, like really look at them. Where would they ever step in and open up those purse strings? Where, where, when have they ever stepped in and been like budget when it wasn't war or the middle of a goddamn pandemic when everyone is dying and they're like, ah, shit, I guess we got to do something to save the economy. Outside of those occasions, when is it, when has the Congress been like, yo, money, make it rain. Tell me those times. I'd love to see them. They can't even pass this for veterans. And like, here's an opportunity where you could be like, yo, this 400 billion has to go to veterans. Make that 400 billion rain in any way you can. That would have been dope. I would have been okay with that, but they can't even let that happen. So explain to me how Congress is going to be able to provide for veterans on a year to year cap. I don't believe it. Explain to me how Congress is going to improve what they already suck at, which is actually legislating and spending America's money. How many times in the last uh, four years have we had government shutdowns? Do uh, do long shutdown and wait for medication? Does cancer stop because government is too busy fucking bickering? Fucking no, it doesn't. This is 100% bullshit. And just to show how much bullshit it is, just because we need to make sure we expose how much bullshit exists, it clearly is. Please know this. According to many Democrats, the reason this bill is being tanked isn't because there's anything that is in it that is incorrect, because if we're going to be honest, it was already voted through once. In fact, I'll just let uh, Chris Murphy say this. So according to Senator Chris Murphy, he argues that Republicans are upset about another bill. Right now, Democrats are going to push the Inflation Reduction Act, $369 billion bill to be spent over the next 10 years to address climate change, health care, inflation, and taxes. So Murphy says, the less charitable explanation is this. Republicans are mad that Democrats on the verge of passing climate change legislation have decided to take their anger on or take out their anger on vulnerable veterans. Because that's the other thing that's changed in the last three weeks. 
Republicans thought that Democrats weren't going to be able to pass a bill asking corporations to pay a little bit more tackling climate change. Yesterday, news emerged that there's an agreement that makes it likely that a climate change bill is going to proceed on the Senate floor and magically 25 to 30 votes flip. So that's what uh, Chris Murphy said. And many Democrats contend that this came as a reaction to secondary bills. I don't know if this is true or not. I really don't. I mean, so here's the thing. Was there some tomfoolery in the back end that tried to like slide in a budget gimmick? I don't know. Is the idea of a year-to-year cap on it feasible? No. Stupid to do it. I, I don't understand. And, and again, this is solely based upon, in the traditional sense, makes sense. In the traditional sense of Congress, because that is what Congress is supposed to do. Manage the, bu- the budget. Take care of the purse strings. In our current fucking shit show of a government, do you trust Congress? Because I don't. And while we're sitting around bickering and bullshitting, there are people who need legitimate help who did not hesitate to go fight for America and for us, who probably did it thinking, you know what? I need to take a stand for my country. Did it proudly, who now, because of our own stupidity, are suffering and need medical care and can't get it because they went to go fight for a country that doesn't even have fucking, like, single-payer health care. We have fucking private medical insurance. And because we have a privatized health care system, they just have to fucking suffer in silence. Shit is ridiculous. Listen, I'm done. This is as much show as you're going to get from me. All I have to say is that I am like disgusted with this fucking government right now. And I cannot even begin to say how upset it makes me. And, and I should also have started off with this. My grandfather was a veteran. I have an uncle who's a veteran, both of whom are dead. I saw how the VA did my grandfather. I've seen how the VA has done other parts of my family. And I'm here to tell you, like, you can go fight for the government if you want to, but I'm good. Because they don't take care of you when you come back, especially if you're a person of color. They will spill your blood, but they will not fight for you when it's time. And they show it every fucking day. Here we are with this bullshit now. So I don't know. I don't know how to make this sound super positive. I don't know how to spin this to make this dope. I really don't. All I can say is this is some fuck shit. It really is. People deserve better than this. And I don't know if this government ever is going to give it to them. You can find me on Twitter. I'm adjective underscore J. I'm also on Instagram. You can find V uh, on Instagram at V chatty. That's V E E C H A T T I E. You can find the show um, on. Oh, by the way, that's V E E C H A T T I E on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My bad. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram and on Twitter at Frowntown Pod. And uh, thank you for listening. Also, uh, on the day of the recording of this, Bill Russell and Nichelle Nichols died. And I didn't think I was going to be sad about that, but I am. I think I'm just sad because, like, you know, they tried really hard to advance black culture, to advance understanding of blackness. And it hurts to see them go. But, you know, they had lives. Y'all stay safe. Here's FCON.